Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted to share this act of worship with you, and a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you all. Do please leave a comment or a like, it's always good to hear from you, and if you would like to make a donation to help support these online services, you'll find information about how to do so in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth, and we have beheld his glory. be with you. May I welcome you very warmly to our service of Midnight Mass this Christmas night 
as we celebrate the birth of the Christ child. Wherever you're listening from, it's wonderful to be able to share this very special event with you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, let us pray that God our Father will bless this crib and that all who worship his Son, born of the Virgin Mary, may come to share his life in glory. God our Father, on this night, your Son, Jesus Christ, was born of the Virgin Mary for us and for our salvation. Bless this crib that we have prepared to celebrate that holy birth. May all who see it be strengthened in faith and receive the fullness of life he came to bring, who is alive and reigns forever. Amen. Let us pray. We say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the words of the angel to Joseph. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Therefore, let us seek the forgiveness of God through Jesus, the Saviour of the world. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We stand for the Gloria.
Eternal God, who made this most holy night to shine with the brightness of your one true light, bring us, who have known the revelation of that light on earth, to see the radiance of your heavenly glory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good tidings, who publishes peace, who brings good tidings of good, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Hark, your watchmen lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy, for eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people, he has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. This is the word of the Lord.
A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. In many and various ways God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He reflects the glory of God and bears the very stamp of his nature, upholding the universe by his word of power. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has obtained is more excellent than theirs. This is the word of the Lord.
Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for testimony to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, this is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Those words will, I'm sure, be familiar to all of you. Indeed, we shall be singing them in our closing carol this Christmas night as we proclaim the good news, the coming of the Prince of Peace into our world. But given the current state of that world, with its unending spirals of violence and counter-violence, right now most appallingly and heartbreakingly so, in the very land of Christ's birth. Do we really believe that? Can the world really become a different kind of place, really? I'd like to tell you a story about an experience I had a couple of months ago, which I haven't actually shared before, although I've certainly been reflecting deeply on its significance for me. As regular members of our congregation here will know, on the day of the horrific Hamas attacks in Israel on the 7th of October, I happened to be in Jerusalem. During those first few days after the attacks, Jerusalem and Tel Aviv were targeted in missile strikes 
There were sirens, there were explosions, there were soldiers on the streets, and at times it really was terrifying. Most foreign nationals were desperately trying to leave the country, while airlines were busy cancelling flights. And I myself found myself in lockdown for several days. At the time, nobody had any idea at all of what was going to happen. The city could have exploded into violence at any time. Other countries could have, get, could, could have become drawn into the conflict. Indeed, there were genuine fears that it could spiral into a full international war. And meanwhile, the only advice being issued by the UK Foreign Office was, don't go to Israel, which was not altogether helpful if you were already there. I was staying in the small compound which surrounds St George's Anglican Cathedral, just outside the old city of Jerusalem. And as well as the cathedral itself, it comprises a guest house where I was staying, some meeting rooms, a small garden, and the Archbishop of Jerusalem's residence. I was there as part of an international commission involved in theological dialogue with members of the Orthodox Church, which I attend each year, so other members of that commission, plus a few other guests, uh, were there with me. The day after the Hamas attacks was a Sunday, and because we were already within the cathedral complex, we were able to attend the Eucharist there that morning. We were profoundly shaken by events and fearful for what might be about to unfold. I was asked to read the first lesson during that service, which, as chance would have it, was a passage from Isaiah chapter 5 that seemed chillingly appropriate. It spoke of Israel as God's vineyard and included the words, He expected justice but saw bloodshed, righteousness but heard a cry. Those words spoke directly not only to those harrowing events, but to all the, the trauma and the conflict that has been tearing apart that beautiful, sacred and deeply troubled land for centuries. So much to my surprise, something rather remarkable happened during that service. There we were in the very midst of the most unimaginably horrific and frightening situation that was still unravelling around us. And yet, there in the cathedral during that service, I had the most profound sense of being held, of being held within the love of God. And as we shared in that communion service and prayed together for peace and healing and hope, it felt as if we were in an oasis of absolute calm, a place of peace, a place of sanity in the very eye of the storm. And what made that experience the more remarkable was because we were such an extraordinarily diverse group of people who in other circumstances might have been far more conscious of the things that divided us from one another than of the things that held us together, as they did with such extraordinary power on that particular morning. The service itself was bilingual. Everything was in both English and Arabic because the local Christian community is predominantly Palestinian. The other Anglicans who were there with me 
came from countries ranging from Sri Lanka to Brazil and other places besides. And our Orthodox brothers attending the commission were representing a number of different patriarchates, Constantinople, Antioch. There were Orthodox members from the church in Serbia and Albania. At that Eucharist, Archbishop Hossam of Jerusalem, who is a truly wonderful, wise and compassionate man, a man who has lived amidst so much horror and tragedy and injustice for so long, and yet whose absolute commitment to peace remains undimmed, he presided at the altar. Behind him, on the east wall of the cathedral, was the most simple but the most powerful of images. It was the cross, the cross of the crucified Christ. The cross of the one who was subject to the worst of human injustice and cruelty and abuse, even unto death, and yet who refused to retaliate because he took all of that darkness to himself and yet could still say to his torturers and his murderers, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The one who showed that it is possible for cycles of hatred and violence and counterviolence to end because he said, in effect, enough. It stops here. It stops here with me. It stops here with God. And for me, in that moment and in that holy place, I suddenly understood the truth and the power of his sacrificial death in a completely new way. The coming of Christ into our world brings peace because Christ shows us that the conventional human logic of violence and retaliation gets us nowhere. He shows us in his life and in his death and in his resurrection, that human violence and aggression and pride and hatred and even death, those things do not have to have the last word because a different way of living really is possible. And it is a way of living that has the power to transform the world. And this is also why Christmas matters so very much. Because on this night, each year, we are reminded that the coming of that Messiah into our world, the Messiah who brings with him for each one of us and for our world the gift of new life and new hope and new possibilities, that Messiah comes to us once more. But he is a Messiah who comes not as a conquering hero to take over and sort out the mess for us, but actually as the exact opposite. Because Christ comes to us as a newly born child, weak and vulnerable and helpless. And the reason why he comes to us as a child is precisely because the key to opening up that new life and that new hope and those new possibilities that he brings with him, the key to all of that remains within us. He has the power to draw out from the very depths of our souls resources of compassion and love and grace of which we did not know we were capable. 
And if we open ourselves to his love and his grace to be transformed by it and to become bearers of it, then all kinds of utterly remarkable things suddenly become entirely possible, contrary to all our very human expectations. I began with some words from one of the carols that we shall be singing this evening, and I shall end with the closing verse of another of them. It is the most amazing, extraordinary prayer of yearning set as a Christmas carol, based on the sure and certain knowledge that there really is hope, there really can be peace, there really can be new life, but it comes to birth not out there, but here within us. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels their great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Alleluia. Merry Christmas. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, in the calm of the deep night, we thank you for giving us your Son, the Saviour of all. Indeed, as we celebrate the glory of Christ's birth in Bethlehem, we pray for all mothers who are about to give birth and the young born unto them. May they be nurtured, nourished and cherished. We pray that peace, justice and goodwill 
may reign in every corner of God's world, in Australia, Brazil, Canada, Ireland, Mexico, New Hampshire, the Gambia, and the Middle East especially. We pray for people regardless of race, creed, or religion, who are victims of conflict, war, and persecution. We pray for those who are sick, hungry, and lonely, who feel forgotten. We pray for those who have been bereaved this year and are missing their loved ones. They cannot hold them tightly, but they are with them in spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, may we not forget the people of the Ukraine, never wavering in our support for their resistance. May we be forever thankful to the media for bringing the news day and night to the light of day. We pray for the families, colleagues and friends of the journalists who have been killed and injured. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all the animals on earth, sheep, lambs, donkeys, goats, oxen and camels, indeed all the flora and fauna of our environment. We pray for clean air, oceans and seas. In our own Christian community, we pray for each other, grateful for the friendship of those we know well and those who are new to our church tonight, whether they be it sitting in the pews with us or listening across the seas. We pray for Alison, our rector, Jeff and Steve, our associate priests. We pray for our choir, appreciating how much their beautiful voices enhance the glory of Christmas, the birth of our Lord. We thank our staff for their hard work on our behalf and our virgins for managing all our Christmas events with loving tact. We pray for our Sunday school children, thankful for their contributions to the joy of Christmas. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear friends, please may I leave you with the words of a poem published in 1877. When Shiloh came, was penned by the American poet, Marie Radcliffe Butler. A light in the darkness, a wonderful thing, a babe in the manger, the heir of a king. From the palace of God came a guest in the night to a manger in darkness and sorrow in blight. The seed of a woman, the brightest and best, the blossom of ages the promise of rest. Merciful Father, accept, accept these prayers, prayers for the sake of your Son, our, our Saviour, Savior, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? <coughs> unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called the Prince of Peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Give thanks. 
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness but in your manifold and great mercies, 
We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table. But you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us.
Let us pray. God, our Father, in this night you have made known to us again the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Confirm our faith and fix our eyes on him until the day dawns and Christ the morning star rises in our hearts. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen.
Christ, who by his incarnation gathered into one things earthly and heavenly, fill you with peace and goodwill and make you partakers of the divine nature. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah.